0: Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome to the Science of Getting Rich Podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, folks, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. Today I did a video on Instagram, on the gram, IG as I like to call it, which probably makes me uncool, but talking about this idea of investor, investor PTSD that we can get we can get ourselves um so freaked out about the markets we can be so shocked by the price drop we can be so unprepared for what just happened that now we're left in a situation where we're uh, uh what do they call it once bitten twice shy like a dog bites you and now you're afraid to pet strange dogs now that's that's Human beings, we're equipped with this idea of fight or flight. We don't want to just sit around and get our ass whipped, right? Like nobody wants to get eaten by a lion. And so there's things that have been ingrained in us. Run, run. Losing money sucks. And the reason average people have such a hard time with the stock market is, well, and investing in general is, well, it kind of runs what we might call perpendicular step outside. It means it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't operate the way you think it would operate. It doesn't operate on logic and sense. Now it does over time but in the short time it doesn't do that at all. Sometimes good news is bad news and sometimes bad news is good news and if you start trying to figure out the news and how millions of people around the world and corporations and hedge funds and mutual funds and insurance companies and private investors and foreign investors, if you try to interpret how they're all going to interpret a single piece of news, you will drive yourself crazy. And this is why you'll hear myself, other people say, that the bigger your picture, the easier investing becomes. So if your investing window is for life, the coronavirus becomes your friend. If you're investing windows for life, then the 2008 housing crisis becomes your friend. The 2003 dot-com crash, right? The 90 what was it, uh, 97, 95 savings and loan price. Like we can just keep going of all these times. But in each and every time that we have these, because you're there, it seems different. Like this time is different. We're going to zero. That's normal human reaction. Being an investor, you have to rise above your, 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 what your, your instinct almost. Now, some people have an instinct for the markets. This is what makes them unusual. They're outliers. They have the uncanny ability to step into that chaos and begin to, say, buy stocks. Peter Lynch became famous for this. Warren Buffett. There's just an endless list of investors who who are capable of doing this. Guys like Mark Cuban. Um, Many of the people we look up to, the reason we look up to them is they're able to step in into the crucible, so to speak, for trial by fire. But we as humans try to avoid that. We want the easy path. I mean, let's be honest. You don't want your kids to fall down. Given a choice, you'd give them everything. They'd never have to work for anything. It's in us. We want the people we love, the people we care about. And guess what? Most of us love and care for ourselves. And so we are fearful. We don't want us, we don't want ourselves to touch the hot fire either. Money really plays with your mind. You don't have to watch TV long or read society, you know, or look at the news to realize people do a lot of dumb shit for money. People kill each other for money. If you'll kill another human being for money, what would a person do when their money's falling? When your million dollars is now $500,000, how does this affect the mind? It does incredible things to the mind. I watched in 2008 as otherwise smart, intelligent people got out of the stock market only to watch it go up hundreds of percent shortly thereafter because they suffered from PTSD. PTSD. And you might suffer from it too. Or you might be an outlier. I hope you're an outlier. I hope you're a person who can see these times as opportunities. Now, it's easier when you don't have much money in. Let's just be real. You had 20 grand in the market. It fell to 10 grand. Now you're backing up the truck. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad for you. I'm happy. But there's a different mindset than if you had 300 grand and you've watched it fall to 150. It's harder. The bigger the number gets, the harder it gets, especially as you get older, because you begin to realize and feel time squeeze in on you. Meaning I'm probably not going to earn as much money in the next 10 years as I did in the last 10 years. Why? Because I'm older. Your mind slows down. Your ability to earn slows down. And you begin to realize that there's an end game to this. I can only work so hard for so long. And you don't feel that when you're 30. I didn't feel that. See, when I was 30, I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. That's how I was able to buy house after house after house after house. While running two and three different businesses and writing books and pushing all this information into the universe. Why? Because I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Well, now I'm 50 years old. And guess what? When I wake up in the morning, it hurts. Like my body just hurts. When I was 30, I didn't hurt. And so I can feel the ravage of time. I can feel the ravage of time. And that begins to weigh on us. Now imagine... Now imagine that you haven't properly prepared for this. You didn't learn your lessons in 2008, or maybe you're a new investor since 2008, and you don't remember it. Because I've spoken with a lot of older people. My own father was set to retire this year, and now he's talking as if he will never, ever be able to retire, because the market will never recover. He's one of the smartest people I know. And so the lesson is, it doesn't matter how smart you are, you can still think dumb shit. You have to actively take control of your mind. You'll hear me say all the time when I open up the podcast that what you think about comes about and what you focus on grows. And right now he's focused on fear. He's focused on fear and loss. And we've all lost. Everybody took a haircut. I took a hit. Everybody took a hit. And it could take me two years to recover, three years to recover but it doesn't have to take me two years to recover. Maybe it only takes me one year to recover because I go so hard in the next 12 months and get enough money in and get invested enough that when the market starts to recover, I get there much faster. That's what happened in 2008. See, in 2008, my father didn't get back to even until around 2011 or 12. No, yeah, around 11 or 12. I got back to even around 2010. You say, well, how's that possible? Because I, invest, I invested so aggressively from the time of the crash that I got back to even super fast and then my money began to expand and grow. So into the last recession, I began to buy foreclosures. And so the stuff that I taught in my book, You Don't Have to Die Broke, like, guys, I'm not, I'm not Grant Cardone. I don't own hundreds of doors. I don't own apartment buildings. I'm not some amazing financial guy. The stuff that I talk about is just I'm just slugging it out, man. I'm just fighting people one at a time. You know, it's just it's just blue collar stuff, and that's what I'm trying to show people. Because most of the people like me are broke. They're broke, and I'm trying to help those people. You know, if you're, so, you know, some I have guys, they'll contact me, DM me, and say, "Hey, I'm looking at a 200 unit." Apartment. Okay, like that guy doesn't need me. Go buy the apartment building. Like that's already you're already above me, man. You don't even have money and you're thinking bigger than I'm thinking, right? I'm trying to get 50, 100 houses. I'm not trying to do a single transaction where I acquire 200 unit apartment building. Why? Because I'm smart enough to realize that there's pain and trouble that comes with that. You're not just buying money, it's not that simple, dude. You're, believe me, there's going to be a crucible for you, there's going to be pain and struggle. And you're going to have tornadoes hit it and you're going to have people making crack in there and meth in there. You're going to have all kinds of problems that come. You just don't get 200 units and it's just you're tiptoeing through the daisies. I'm not naive enough to to believe that. There's a lot of people that are naive enough. There's people like Grant Cardone and others who push it out and push it into the universe as if it's a no-brainer and it's easy. And it's not. It's a struggle. It's a fight. And you haven't even done one unit. You're going to do 200? Get the fuck out of here. People do it, though. But I watch them. What you don't see is all the people who blow out doing that. I do. They email me, DM me, call me, text me, tell me about how they lost their properties. How they have eight houses and it's a nightmare. Why? Because they did them so fast. This is why lottery winners don't, don't keep their money. Why? Because they haven't put in reps. If I just gave you the body of a bodybuilder, you think you could keep it? If you just woke up tomorrow and had the body of Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, do you think you could keep it or would it start to deteriorate? It would immediately start to deteriorate. Why? Because you don't even know how to eat. You don't know how to sleep. You don't know what supplements he was on, what drugs he was on, the workout routine. You would immediately begin to lose it. Same thing with money. You have to put in reps. You have to understand what you're doing. You you have to understand all these things. And that's, for me, started with one stock and one house. One stock and one house. Not two stocks, not eight houses. One stock, one house. Put in reps, buy some, boom, cool. Another house, another stock, cool. Another house, another stock, cool. What am I doing? I'm building a base. It takes seven to 10 years to lay the foundation to build wealth that can never be taken from you. You know, fuck coronavirus. Yeah, I took a hit. took a hit, about a quarter of a million dollars. Okay, I'm going to get it back, and I'm going to have more. The next time we take a hit, I'm going to take a hit, and then I'm going to get it back, and I'm going to have more. And it's four steps forward, two back. Four forward, two back. You know, yeah, maybe you can dodge left, dodge right, and you don't take one back. But I'm not obsessing about that. There's people that'll, because of PTSD... Now, they're going to be constantly, how do we short the market? How do we short the market? I've got to make mar- money when the market goes down. No, you don't. It's not an obsession of mine. I don't spend any time worrying about that. You could. You could. I found it to be a loser's game. Why? Because these opportunities rarely happen. And so, for the next 8, 19 years, as the market goes up, people are going to be looking at how to short it. And they're not going to get anywhere. And during that time, I'm just going to accumulate, 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 reinvest, accumulate, accumulate. And then, yeah, I'll get hit. But I'm not obsessing over the hit. I get fucking hit. Why? Because I'm in it. Because I'm in the game and I'm going to get hit. If you're a boxer, you're going to get punched. If you fight in the UFC, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. This is what happens. If you go to war, people shoot at you. I don't need to be figuring out how to keep people from shooting at me. That's expected. I'm expected as an investor, there's going to be volatility. From time to time, about every decade, it will fall by 50%. Get over it. Be ready for it. You don't need to be walking around in fear. Short sellers are constantly negative and constantly looking in fear. That's not my nature. My nature is to see opportunity so I don't ever see opportunities for shorting because I see opportunities to buy. That's my natural nature is for things to go up. It's not that intellectually, I understand it intellectually, I can see it. I've written an entire book on how to trade stocks. If you want to learn how to short, I can show you. I know lots of things I don't do. You know how to do push-ups and you don't do them. You know how to build muscle and you don't do it. Right? There's lots of things you know how to do that you don't do. For some reason, though, when it comes to finance, that confuses people. Why didn't you short? I, I don't short. You know? Well, why don't you buy apartment buildings? Because I, I buy houses. I know what I do. I'm doing me. I'm not trying to live up to some other person's expectation. You know, I don't give a fuck what Grant Cardone thinks that I'm not going big enough. I'm living my life. My goal was to be free. have no job and more money than I needed. I did that. That's my goal, and I did that. Don't let other people put their goals into your head. You need to do you. What is your goal? What is your goal? And then figure that out and map it out. And that shit needs to be so clear that it doesn't matter. Whether it be war, earthquake, hurricane, who gives a fuck? Whatever comes at you, you stay the course. You follow the map, you follow the blueprint. You don't get PTSD, you don't change your plan, and you keep the faith. I've been criticized this week for that. I said, the guy kept, I said, I'm my book. Dude, the reason I wrote a fucking book about it is because I believe in it. That's what I do. So it doesn't matter what comes at me. That's what I'm going to do. The reason I documented it was to remind myself now, maybe you live in a world where you don't do that and you're just letting the waves of life bounce you around and you change. One day you're doing Forex and the next day you're doing crypto and you're just chasing thing after thing after thing. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I decided 20 years ago what I'm doing. Dividend stocks, real estate, and my business. And for you, that may be your job. Dividend stock, I mean, you know, see what I'm saying? Like this has been mapped out. There's no surprises here. I'm not still trying to figure it out. I know. And that gives me a little bit of. Makes me feel good to be honest. I'm not confused. I'm not confused about what I'm going to do tomorrow. Or the next day. Or the next day. I'm not still trying to figure it out. I figured it out. And I wrote that in my book. You don't have to die broke. Like what? I was doing before the virus is what I'm doing after the virus is what I'm going to be doing a year from now and five years from now and ten years from now. There's only four things you can invest in. Yourself, meaning you need to be healthy. I'm fixing to go hit the weights right now. Yourself, however that looks, that whatever workout works for you. If it's just simply walking, then get your ass up and go walk. If it's weights, then do the weights. If it's a bike, do the bike. Do you, but do something, right? That's number one. It's also one of the three of the triangle of a successful life. Health, wealth, and mindset. Every day you should work on health, wealth, and mindset. No matter who you are. Health, you need to do something. Whether that's just crunches or pushes. Don't let a day pass that you don't do something, damn it. Something, okay? Even if you just sit and stare at weights, do something. Right? it's Part of the triangle. Health, wealth, and mindset. But you can only invest in four things. Yourself, which would be that which would be books, education, knowledge, you know, uh, obviously there's a plethora of those. Uh, that would be uh, the next thing you can invest in is, is a business, your business or, or your career. In other words, do you need some certifications that you don't have? Are you a coder and you need this? Are you a salesman and you need to take some training? Are you a p- doctor and you you know you need some more certs for your PTS, you know, your, 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 your whatever it is, right? I don't know. I don't have a job, but... I get it. There's jobs that need qualifications and that would be you could be investing in that or your business. You own, a, you own a dry cleaners. Maybe you need to get some new equipment. That's an investment. Right. So investing in your own business or your own career is number two. Number three is other people's businesses and other people's careers, which would be the public stock market. You know, 99 percent of you shouldn't even be considering angel investing or dumb shit like that invest in the public markets, not private markets, public markets, stuff that you can get in and out of with a phone. Okay. Um, and then as you build wealth there, if you want to branch out into private things, that's fine, but start with the simple, like people will come to me and they're like, Hey, I'm going to invest in this. And I'm like, do you have any money in the stock market? No. Like, it's like back to the guy who's going to not buy one house. He's just going to buy 200 in his first deal. And it's like, dude, this is the recipe not to keep your money. So do the obvious first, lay the foundation first in yourself, then in your business or career, then in the public markets, go to the public markets, begin investing money. For me, a minimum, 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 $1,000 a month, every month for the rest of my fucking life. That's settled. Did I sound like I stuttered there? No. What am I saying? That's a minimum, $250 a week, every fucking week into dividend stocks, every week. Week in, week out now for 20 years, guess what happens? Guess where I have money? Guess where I don't need to think about where I'm putting money? Guess what I'm going to do repetitively over and over and over and over? I already settled it long ago. This didn't change that. If this changed that, you are fucking pussy and lost. Period. I don't know any other way to say it. This shouldn't have changed that. Now, you couldn't pay your electric bill. I take that back. I'm not being stupid. My point being, if you got scared and stopped your investing, you lost. Take that loss. Take the little bitch slap I just gave you and take it for what it is. I'm a guy who's been doing this for 20 years. I didn't stop. I bought and I bought. Guess what? I bought the bottom and I'm going to buy the next bottom and the next bottom. And I'm going to buy up and up and up. Faith. Instead, you're going to eat regret? You're going to eat regret? You're
1: going to look back and say, oh, man.
0: I sh- man, I don't know why I didn't re- I don't know why I did. I know why. Because people are weak. Health, wealth, and mindset. Mind, number, health, wealth, mindset. Mindset. Means you have to spend time on not only your muscles, but your mind. And people are weak. You know me. people I saw lined up to take... Fucking loans from the SBA? Are you kidding me? It's been three weeks? You need a loan? Come on, man. So if you did need it, now I'm not shitting on you if you did and you were broke, but I am shitting on you. You should have had your shit better than that. You should have had your stuff tighter than that. You should have been able to do that. You should be able to withstand a fucking month. Come on. And if you can't, your shit's not right. I mean, this is the voice in your head telling you. You need to get it right, dude. No more bullshit. I don't know who your parents were. I don't know who your mentor was. But someone needs to be in your head telling you three things, buddy. Health, wealth, and mindset. And if you got scared and you stopped investing and you didn't buy the bottom in the S&P, you lost. Now, what do you do when you lose? You get back up. And you learn from your mistake and you look back and say, why did I get scared? Well, truth is, I don't have faith. So you've been investing in something you actually don't have faith in. Just be honest. Just say that shit out loud. How does that sound? How fucking stupid is that sound? Yeah, I guess, I, I guess that's the, the truth. I, I lost faith. Well, just say it. Speak it. Because the easiest way to confront it is is to talk about it. What you think about comes about. What you focus on grows. So if you took your focus off, no, you didn't catch the bottom. And no, you're not going to catch opportunities. Take control of that shit right now. Health, wealth, mindset, right? So four things we can invest in. First, ourselves. Second is our business and career. should always be doing that. Number three is the public markets. And number four is real estate. Ideally, I do all four about 25% each. That's my goal every month. Every month, I put money into real estate. This month, I put about $5,500 into real estate. Guess what? My equity position in my real estate went up about $30,000. My cash flow went up about $200. So I'm constantly pushing equity up, cash flow up. And that requires me to invest in the market, in the real estate market every month. How do I do this? In the roofs, water tanks, paint, drywall, two by four. You see, every dollar I spend on a rental house isn't a cost. I hear people say that to me. Well, the cost of real estate is, dude, I just want to reach through the thing and just fucking choke them. Are you stupid? That's you investing in your own business. Nobody who owns a business goes, well, shit, got to buy another thing for, no kidding. So like I had to buy a printer yesterday for my business. We print things. So printer is part of our business. Buy a printer. It blows my mind the way some people think. Water heater is part of your business. Two by fours, drywall, paint, concrete, roofing. This is the business of real estate. Real estate is not a piece of paper that you fucking sign and get money every month. That's not real estate. That's paper landlord bullshit. That's Grant Cardone bullshit. Real estate is physical. You're gonna buy real shit to put in a house. You're gonna create a quality product and put some family in there. And yeah, they might screw you over. That's part of the business, too. Guess what? When you're a fighter, you get punched. When you're a UFC fighter, you get beat up. When you're an investor, you lose half your money sometimes. That's called life. Big picture. Pillar number seven. See the big picture. All of this shit that I talk about, dude. If I could take you to where I'm at mentally, and in my books, oh, my God. Conquering chef. Conquering chief. Conquering hero. Conquer. Conquer. Not a victim. All this SBA stuff thoroughly fucking disgusts me. Get your free money. Fuck out of here with your free money. I don't want your free money. I watch good people, friends, salt of the earth people line up for free money. Fuck out of here. What is wrong with you? Free money fuck out of here. Hmm. Makes me so angry. Makes me disappointed. I'm fucking disappointed in a lot of you. Fucking disappointments is what you are. Disappointments. You know who you are. And your response to that may be, well, I'm not going to listen to that guy anymore. Why? You don't like the fucking truth? You don't want to hear that? You'd rather hear somebody cater to you? That's what most people want. Somebody walk around patting them on the fucking back, tell them it's okay. Well, it ain't okay. I've been telling you this for how long? Go back and listen to these podcasts. You are in fucking war. And you don't need to build the castle first. What do I say? And you need two years of savings. Why? No, so fuck you and your crybaby attitude. You've had plenty of time. I've been sounding the trumpet for years. You didn't heed the warning. Now you pay the price. Or you can learn from this. It's a lesson. I'm learning from it. You need to learn from it. We all need to learn from it. Four things we can invest in. First, ourselves. We covered that. Our business or career, we covered that. Three is the public stock market. We've covered that. And number four is real estate. We touched on that. And that requires a constant influx of money. These things are constantly investing. Constantly investing. And let me let you in on a little secret. You're never going to fucking retire. Let me let you in on a little secret. You're never going to retire. I talk about it in the book. The fastest way for you to become poor and old and sick and stupid is to retire. And that's what's going to happen. The generation that where you get fucking to retire and they just send you a check every month and you just sit home chilling. Either A, you're a ward of the state on poverty. Or you're an immigrant lying. That's not how I live. Right? Or you're from a generation that's past. There are no more of those. It'll never happen again. It's not going to have it where all these old people can just sit around playing fucking golf and eating $4 pancakes. Those days are over. You are going to work your rest of your life. Sucks, right? Or does it? You think lions retire? You think kings retire? No, they die in office. The lion holds down the pride until the day he can't. And then he takes an ass whooping and dies. Sharks don't stop. It's only weak humans who feel they, quote, need it. Kings and queens don't retire. They hold down the kingdom. That's your calling. You're called to hold down the kingdom. Which means you better understand the four things you can invest in. And you better understand the three keys to a successful life. And if you get those seven things, you're going to be good. If you get any of them out of whack, you will pay a price. And you will not be able to hold down the kingdom. If you don't get the three buckets right, they will come take your kingdom. I promise you. They're going to come take it. Your parents probably already lost it. Live in fear. Broke. Your grandparents lived in fear and broke. Is that how you want your kids to live? Because you didn't have the courage to wear the crown? Not me, man. Not me. My goal is they will only prosper. They'll use me as a springboard. See, my message is to everyone. If you already got your shit figured out, I ain't talking to you. I'm looking talking to people who need me. I'm looking for people who are looking for me. Meaning people who want to hear the message? That's who the message is for. And the rest of you? Whatever, man. Go do you. I'm not even talking to you. So if it doesn't resonate with you, it ain't for you. Go listen to someone else. had a guy yesterday correct my spelling. It's not your, it's U-R-E. Fuck you! That was my response. That's it. One word, fuck you. That's two words, right? Ah, That's That's my my response on YouTube. Fuck you. Why? Why why are you going to correct me? Where, Where does that come from? Well, who is this person to even correct me? Like, Why? Why would they feel, out of the message that has been delivered, their response is to find a fucking mistake and then point it out? I cut those people out of my life. Fuck you. That's it. You don't like being talking to you like that? Don't correct me. What is that about? Get it? Nobody's walking around saying, uh, Mr. Trump, uh, you signed a... Uh, this is wrong right here on page 13. You put in a wrong. Nobody's doing that. So I'm not going to let them do it to me either. Don't let people do that. Don't let people fucking follow you around correcting your mistakes unless you ask them. Now, if I'd have asked them, hey, is there any mistakes here? Do you see anything? That's different. But you just point them out and you're a complete stranger and I don't know you. And your first response to me is to point out a mistake of mine. I have zero tolerance for that. And sometimes I get people who say, hey, why do you confront hecklers? Fuck hecklers. So if a guy wants to stand up and say shit to me, boom, I'll put him on point. Let's go live. We can talk about this live. I've never turned away from people who are haters or hecklers or whatever. I go right at them. Just immediately. People start criticizing you, boom, right on them. Why? 48 Laws of Power. You ever read the book, 48 Laws of Power? Read it. That's me. Now, I don't let it personally bother me. I don't care that someone corrected my English. I know I'm a bad speller. I've been a bad speller my whole life. Still wrote seven books. How many rooks does the smart guy wrote? None. This message doesn't require intelligence. That's why I wanted to end with that. You don't have to be smart. I didn't become a multimillionaire being smart. I can't even spell your correctly, obviously. Right? I can't. Okay, still a multimillionaire. See what I'm saying? That's my point to you, is that anybody, regardless of age, race, or financial situation, no matter how stupid you are, or how smart you are, what you don't know, or certificates you don't have, I didn't go to college. I'm not certified to do anything, and yet I do all this stuff. Manage properties, find properties, manage my own portfolio, I write, I teach, I speak, I put out videos and content. I'm not qualified to do anything. I chose me. That was the secret to the book, Think and Grow Rich. You persuade you. That's it. That's the whole book summed up. That you persuade you. The shit you say to you, you believe. End of the book. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. As always, if you don't have a free copy of my book, you don't have to die broke. It's available. Just simply email me, text me, or DM me. be happy to send you a copy. Um, You can join me live every Sunday. I go live on Instagram teaching my money flow, uh, stock trading, and investing strategy, um, purely obviously for illustrative purposes only. Uh, You can also acquire a copy of that book. I charge a little bit of money for that book, but it's peanuts compared to what I think the value that it'll bring you... Um, also, if you ever purchase that book and have questions, you can always talk to me about it. Um, God bless.